Hey guys, welcome to the latest Chud Podcast. I'm Nick Nunziata. I'm uh, the guy that made Chud.com, but I'm not the guy who made it great. Who makes it great is you. Why are you so excited? The reader. Why are you so excited? (laughs) Uh, Justin Waddell, Steve Murphy, and Micah Robinson are here. We're going to talk about films for fuck's sake. Uh, This is the podcast where we change it up. We screw it into the woods. We're going to try to do this more often, and as a result, we're not going to spend as much time like trying to come up with stuff that's funny, instead just letting loose the shit that's coming out of us. Uh, what we're going to talk about this week in this podcast is the is both the great film and the disappointing box office of Slither. We're going to discuss uh, V for Vendetta a little retrospectively. We're going to talk about some random films, and we're going to kind of do some other silly little shit that hopefully finds its way into your heart. Um, so Justin, how you doing today? Pretty good there, Nick. Thanks for the intro. It's my pleasure. It's very, very nice. Well, very well done. You're welcome. Excellent Steve, intro. Steve Murphy, how are you? Now you acknowledge me. I figured I'd save the best for now. Oh, thank you very much. I'm doing quite well. Thank you. Michael Robinson will be joining us, joining us very soon. So Justin, mm-hmm. Slither is James Gunn, uh, the man who wrote Scooby-Doo, both the Scooby-Doo's. Yes. Tromeo and Juliet and the Dawn of the Dead remake. This is his uh, featured debut as a director and a writer. Mm-hmm. All in one swoop. It's a horror film, see, with comedic elements. The film stars <laughs> Nathan Fillion, yes. Michael Rooker. Holy crap. Fucking Greg Henry and Elizabeth, Elizabeth. Banks. Yeah, Elizabeth Banks kind of the real. I say she's the kind of the star of the film. This weekend, Elizabeth doesn't bank. Yeah, Slither didn't. Slither slithered into seventh place, I believe. I know what happened. Everybody thought this was the remake of Slithis, and when they found it, it was Slither. They said, "Screw it." People were very not going to it. That neither Sharon Stone or William Baldwin were in this. It did beat Basic Instinct two at the box office. Holy shit. It did. Basic Instinct 2. Only because I didn't go see it. Didn't do, didn't do so hot at the box office. Its instinct should have been to, to curl up in a ball. Yeah. But the, fuck Sharon Stone's what old sucks, pussy. What sucks about... Uh, I mean, sli- <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. But uh, what sucks about um, <laughs> Slither not doing well is it's a, it's a good film. It's a, I, I mean, it's a very good film. It's a lot of fun. And people decided that they'd rather see other films like Stay Alive, uh, uh, the video game horror film that came out last weekend. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we, Justin and I, we went and saw... Um, what movie did we see that day? We v, saw... No. What did we see that day? V, was it V? No, Inside Man. We saw Inside Man last week, and uh, it was funny because uh, we decided... We were there a little bit early, so we decided to go in there and watch a few minutes of Stay Alive. And we did. Mm-hmm. And it was it was no, it was some good acting. It was like having a kid ride a motorcycle around on your foreskin. <laughs> exactly. Which is coincidental. That's what it's rated, isn't it? <laughs> uh, it didn't. But it's up. like you know, I mean, maybe you know, it is PG thirteen. I mean, I guess you know, more kids can get in to see that one. But it's just disappointing when a movie that you know, I think Gunn did a. You know, you know, you what's know funny? Stay Alive was PG thirteen. Yes. Staying Alive was BG-13. <laughs> wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. The BGs didn't do any music for Staying Alive. Holy shit. 
Saturday Night Fever, <laughs> yes. Staying Alive, no. Uh, whether you're a brother they, or whether you're a mother. No, but a alive. film, though. They I didn't. know Frank Stallone You're right, you're right. But did, did they or did they not have a song? Yeah, they did. Yeah. But we're talking and, about and the movie. Tell me that. Yeah, come on. That was the synergistic joke. <laughs> I guess Holy so. Holy dick. I so, guess so. Uh, Slither Justin. <laughs> no, I mean right now around the room, please. <laughs> well... It's just it's just disappointing that it didn't didn't do better. I mean, Gunn did a great job. You know, it's a it's a fun movie. More people should be going to see it. They did a good job advertising. I thought I thought the ad campaign they Gunn had was hasn't good. done a job this good since 1963. Right. What happened in 1963 <laughs> that involved a gun? I don't know. It's bad. Um, so Steve, yes. tell us uh, tell us what what your instinct on Slither was when my, you first saw my it. instinct my instinct was to go in immediately and buy a ticket. And then find a nice little warm seat and sit in it. But I loved the film absolutely entirely. Um, it was a throwback to the the Carpenter films, which Gunn acknowledges that he loves. And good cast, he, yeah, it was, good a, cast it was an excellent there. cast. It was a great script. A ton of fun. Didn't take itself seriously at all. Much like Hugo. Kind of a crowd pleaser. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I thought it was a lot of fun. Absolutely. <laughs> It was yeah. more gooey than gory. We liked it. Go see it soon because it's not going to be in theaters very long. Who do you think was the best in it? I think we have a kind of a divergence here. I, I mean, I thought Greg Henry was the best thing in it, but uh, Justin. No, I, I actually probably agree with you. I think Greg Henry was the best thing in it, but I like filling in more than you. I think that's what you're bringing up. Steve? It's Greg Henry. Okay. So we we're, we don't agree. <laughs> but you, uh, you don't I like can, Fillion that much. I think he's I, I great like, in it. I, no, I like Fillion. I think and he's good. Besides Henry, I think he has probably, I mean... Some of the, you know, he has the the funny lines in the film, but you know, Greg Henry kind of steals it. Rooker's good. Um, they kind of play the the love angle a little bit serious in it, which I thought was kind of an interesting for movie, interesting for a movie like this. Agreed, and uh, it is kind of a love story. It's kind of a three way love story. Oh yeah, you know, but but you know that's cool. I mean, and that's and that's one of the reasons it's a cut above because it could have easily been like a a scary movie opportunistic type thing that just kind of. You know, turned things on its on its ear and, and showed you, you know, like because there were some, some scenes that could have very easily just been funny, based on you know j- just psych gags and stuff. And there are some psych gags, but they're done in the same way that you know, like I know a lot of people compare it to Shaun of the Dead or Clute. Um, I mean, the psych gags are minimal. It's it's actually good fun stuff. Yeah, Shaun Shaun to me, Shaun of the Dead kind of packed more in. Uh, it's I think it's it has more laughs and it actually has more. Uh drama that movie i mean shawn of the dead's kind of a modern classic i think slither's is just a good movie um not quite on the level of sean speaking of packing more in let's move on to our next film summer storm <laughs> you're talking about the the what, what, where's that movie from it's like scandinavian or something i don't know exactly wherever it's from it needs to go back well, the funny thing was i had a pass for that and one of the guys who sent in a request for a slither pass i accidentally put summer storm in there oh you accidentally did i accidentally did so he, 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 he thought he was going to get a, a, a film about little wet things burrowing their way into men and what he got instead <laughs> about the same thing <laughs> so on a scale of one to ten steve right what would you give slither about an eight and you, Justin. <laughs> Very exciting. I would give it about an eight as well, actually. I hope this doesn't kill Gunn's career as a director. I think he I think he did a great job. I'd like to see him make more movies that he that he writes. As it turns out, and uh, Mr. Gunn is, luckily, we, we have a pretty good relationship with Chad.com and Mr. Gunn. 
in an email, he said that he uh, his career is in great shape because the things that mattered most to him about this movie, it being good, mm-hmm. and people getting it, have happened. Yeah, a lot of good reviews. Yeah, a lot of good reviews. And he did a great job as a director. You know, everything that he needed to do on his end, everything that was within his control. He said that his career is fine. How how is uh, <laughs> how's Hollywood saying his career is doing? No, I mean, this you know, a lot of times they judge people based on box office, but not somebody like James Gunn. I hope not. I mean, if, obviously, if, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, if, if this was like a hundred and fifty million dollar giant epic, you know, adventure film or whatever, mm-hmm. and it didn't deliver, different story. But it's going to make a ton of money. It's already made its money back in reality because of foreign and all that shit. So, I mean, you know, the business of it's not going to be a problem. It just sucks that a movie like that um, can't, it seems like it can't do, I don't think Sean did that well over here either, right? Actually, it, it did like 19. So I it thought, did, I thought it did better it, than Slither. Yeah. But it's, it's sad that you that that, that that kind of movie, it seems like can't do that well over here. I mean, it's it's a creative film. It's a lot of fun. And it can't find its audience. Yeah, I mean, but if you think about it, I mean, a lot of the movies that kind of we look at as cult classics or classics, just classics in general, are films that necessarily didn't make a lot of money. That's true. And uh, Slither is a film that's going to make its make its dough on home video, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm tired of and on UMD media finding it on home video. Fuck them. I mean, they go to the theater and see it. Support support it when it's out. Hey, hey, stop being dumb. Stop seeing fucking Ice Age and. And, and, and stay then alive. The, and then there's I mean, that. Fuck it. And let, let's not ignore I'll the giant elephant in the room, Micah. Uh, if you could just tell us what you would, what you thought of Slither, man. I'd give it about an eight as well. Would you give it an eight in a sexy voice or a regular voice? In a regular voice, I'd give it seven point five. All right, but you're gonna massage the actual rating until it gets really aroused, and then it bumps it up to an eight. Because of your erotic voice. Could you be a bit more descriptive as to what I would do to the to the rating? I'd rather not, because it's, it's kind of vile, really. So why are you giving it an 8, then? I concur with most of the things that you guys said. Right. And I'm trying to add a lot of value to this podcast here. So I see. Slither, saying- okay, so the bottom line is Slither is a good movie. It's, uh, it's a unique movie, and everyone ought to see it. It's a good movie, but it, I, I think it's good. I think it'll only get more popular as it goes along. It's just going to take a while for people to so you find mean, it. So you mean next week's box office. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Slither. Definitely, if you get a chance, go see it. I, yeah. I hope it goes the way of Tremors and we get about seven direct-to-video sequels starring Michael Gross. That's Actually, what I'm hoping Actually, the funny for. thing is they can star Michael Rooker. Yeah, that's true. Actually, they can't. But oh, well. what, about, what? what were you saying there, sir? What, what about Michael Dudikoff? We're actually going to be talking about him you know, later on tonight. He got mono, which is weird because hearing Michael do the cough. We are back. Here. And, uh, little James Brown. Little James Brown. Um, Very little. Didn't James he write Brown. the Da Vinci Code? And speaking of the Da Vinci Code, what the hell is up with Mr. Hanks' hair? And the, yeah, the trailers. It, it, and his voice in the trailer. He sounds weird. Yeah, he sounds. But you, know, I don't know. He's getting older. He's aging, and and you know, he's his hair is getting weirder. So he's got to do different things with it. it what are you gonna do? What do you, you know? You hate age. Is that no, what's happening? Actually, I, th- I think the golden era of Tom Hanks is when he had his hair took taken very very close to the uh, head there. Like sure. Forrest Gump. Not Forrest Gump. Well, that's when it was closest. No, I mean the to little the, cur- the little curly shit. The little curly. Booze and Hanks. Buddies era. 
Bonfire of the Vanities. Speaking of... What do you think the best Tom Hanks hair... Like, what movie has featured the best Tom Hanks hair style? Other than cast. Nick. I'd say the best Tom Hanks hair is Apollo 13. Apollo 13? I was thinking the same. Micah? Don't get controversial on this one. Well, I was going to go with Joe versus the Volcano. Ooh, Micah, come on. Since it's going to veer off into a 15-minute argument, I will go with uh, Apollo 13. I like the classic Hanks. Yeah, the classic Hanks. Classic Hanks. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not in the new Hanks. Classic Hanks. Mm. Well, I mean, here's the thing about Tom Hanks. He's managed to uh, make a pretty good career for himself. Yeah, you think? Yeah, he surprised some people. A lot of people don't think he's gonna be able to survive. Are, are you referring to Peter Scolari? Scolari's, you know, pops up every once in a while. I don't think he was surprised. Viagra. <laughs> so we all saw a movie called V for Vendetta which is still in theaters I think it's doing it's, it's doing actually doing pretty well I think it's done like what 40 something no no it's, it's, not, it's done more than it's budget which is like 50 something million barely it's like 56 yeah it's, it's somewhere in there well congratulations area. to it um, yeah it's a I mean kind it, of a kind of a movie that um, somehow managed to go through the ringer without really gathering a lot of controversy and like Die hard people fighting for it, other than Devin. Yeah. No, well, I mean even De- Devin's piece was more about the po- the politics of it and the and the fact that it was made. But I mean, I don't see a lot of people who are die hard V for Vendetta fans. Like you don't, it hasn't, you know, like it's a comic book that's an Alan Moore book. It's it's it's, but I still don't see it doesn't have the cult of personality that like uh, Batman or or uh, even Hellboy. I mean, th- th- it doesn't have that like rabid fan base well it's like the comic book fans kind of gave up on it i think before it hit because alan moore his movies his work when they've been translated to movies have been violated in such a, a graphic horrific violent way that they just had no hope for this yeah being le- true le- to it. league of extraordinary gentlemen for example from hell both both good graphic novels both good, good comics and then the movies turn out to be horrible isn't and, there one more too um or is that it well he, he's, he also wrote watchmen not watchmen no um, Condor Man. No. <laughs> but, I mean, I think V for Vendetta, in a way, is no exception. I mean, it definitely uh, deviates from the source material, but it's turned out to be a pretty good film anyway, I think. But... Yeah, I don't think you can blame... I know Moore's been angry about it. I don't think you really can blame him being angry about it. I, it doesn't... Uh, it's not a direct translation of what he tried to do, what he did in the, with the, with graphic novel, but it's still a pretty good film, I think, so... It, I'm going to actually agree with Devin, and I, I think they improved upon the graphic. Novel. I don't. I the art, the I disagree. Better movie. I, the thing is, is that I, the the message of the graphic novel, where kind of like anarchy is is basically what the world descends to in the end, is, I mean, it's that's fine for the graphic novel, but it just wouldn't really have any relevance in our world today. Whereas I think by tipping it more toward, uh, people rising up toward a totalitarian government, and then kind of changing the scope the way that they did in the film it, it just it resonates yeah, but, more. It, but it's such a candy i think it's such a candy coated you know like idealistic version of what would what you know the people rising up like in the, right. on all the v masks it's just to me it's like that's kind of an easy thing to do i like the film but it's not a, it's not like uh a challenging idea to me yeah uh, you know the, the 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 villains in it and i'm not saying the villains in the graphic novel are really any different but Especially in the movie, the villains are very uh, cookie cutter. 
Um, you know, they're very, you know, you, you know who Although, the side was in the movie. You have to admit, he did have a cool costume, the cookie cutter. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, like uh, I think the reason that this movie isn't highly controversial is not that, you know, I think it is a kind of a rip on the Bush administration. It's just not a very pointed rip on it. It's not a very, uh, you know, I think I think you you watch the Daily Shows. Daily Shows more of a uh, interesting and more intelligent criticism of the Bush administration on a daily basis. The V isn't V isn't really. But you know what? Though, if if you made it more subtle, if you made it if you made it that much more textured, would it really register? No, but I don't know. But if you make it, uh, you know, a more textured film, you might have a better film. Though. No, you would have a. I think you would have a better film. I think but. I think it's a pretty easy pill to swallow. This movie. I, I you know I'm 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 a I'm a liberal you know, watching that film and I, you know, I liked it because, you know, it speaks to me, but, you know, I also liked it because they had a cool action sequence at the end. I liked the Horrible acting Horrible action it. sequence. I liked it. I liked horrible. the acting. It, 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 the job done. Horrible. Yeah. I mean, it was so, it was, out, was, so of, it was out of place. It was as out of place as, but I liked it, you yeah. know. I mean, I, you know. That new or bold about it. No, no, no. It's, no, it's, it's, it's no, no different no. than like a Brave New World type type thing you know like it's 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 really no there, different I mean, than there that there are it's better same, movies same about old. bush administration like the vagina monologues <laughs> yeah but so uh, they make that into a movie yes but here i don't know i mean it, who was in that it was like uh tell me tell me this tim roth do you think nick chinlin nick chinlin was in the vagina monologues <laughs> <laughs> he was great he should be in it he was should awesome. be in that movie Actually, Nick Chinlin shouldn't be in any movies after I saw him in Ultraviolet. But um, here's the thing. What would V for Vendetta be to you if it was not for the performances of Hugo Weaving and Natalie Portman? Because to me, if it was not for those two people, it would have been a laughing stock of a movie. No, I mean, no, I think I think it's an interesting I think it's an interesting film. Um, I don't think you, you know, for example, Hugo Weaving's performance, half of it's James Purfoy. Right, he got fired halfway through. Well, I mean, it, because he's dealing with just a mask, it's all vocal inflection. Yeah, but I mean, half the, and that's not James Purefoy. He's walking around. That's Purefoy, you know. So that's, pure, that's pure Purefoy. <laughs> well, the way he's, no, the way he just, steps I, across the tiles. I, I mean, that's, I, 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 that's, I, that's his gate, Purifoy? Nick. That's his gate. Huh? Uh, Steven but, Dorf? No, it wasn't pure Purefoy because they they cut the Purefoy with weaving, so it, it is therefore yeah, less true. But some it of it's less Purifoy. than pure. But it's not pure Purefoy. Well, some of it. And then some of it is, I think the actually before him, Sean Astin, right, was the was V, for like a day, right? Really? Yeah, what, they replaced him with Purefoy. Was that? It would have been a lower I think case. It was, v. I think it was after they wrapped. <laughs> Here's the thing. I mean, but the thing I just look at Hugo Weaving's performances as as the same. I would um, like the performance of Sean Connery in Dragonheart. It's just a voiceover. Yeah, it's, it's all it is. Right. So, and and they're very similar characters. The dragon heart and yeah, Drago. Drago. But I, I like the film. And I, I think it's a. I think it's a very interesting film. I just don't buy this whole argument. I think it's. I think the whole the whole thing of saying it's better than a graphic novel is just. I think it's just a thing you say because it's kind of like fun to say. But I really think that's a. I, that's not a piece of piece See, of work. It is, you know? it is no fun for me to say that. All right, it's a little bit of fun, but not that. It's much pretty fun easy to say it without like writing a research paper. You know yeah. what though? It's it's kind of you can't really do that graphic novel today without making these comparisons. No, and you can't. You, I don't think. I think Moore's works a little probably too complex to put up on the screen. I think. I that's, don't know. Did you see? I'm sorry, <laughs> but did you see Saint Almost Fire? Moore's work in that was terrific. But I, I, you know, I think that's everybody's problem with with Watchmen is that everybody's worried about Watchmen not being translated correctly and. You know that's probably what's going to happen. But here's the thing: I still don't it's, mind it seeing them attempt it. I, 
I don't either. My feeling is that is that it's a different medium. You have to make some concessions. Like I, I for one was not really a fan of Sin City, the mm-hmm. movie, because I thought that it didn't really translate. Like they took the comic book and they or what graphic novel, whatever have you, they put it up and on then, the screen, right, and then they put yeah. it up on the screen. And I just don't think it worked that way. Well, see, like, the thing is, Sin, Sin City is is really not that. There's no depth to it. The comic or the movie. Mm-hmm. But V for Vendetta is 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 treated as a cut of fine beef as a comic. And, I mean, like, the drama of it is what drives it. And Sin City, to me, I love Sin City, and it's one of my favorite comics, but it's 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 a lot different it's a, it's a completely different task it's, it's shallow but I, you know what i like that i like the what they i like that i'm like i guess as, as far as the chud chud readers go they're pretty split on sin city i, I fall I, I like it i think it's a i think it's a good flick yeah it is it's quite um good. And i think it's a, i think it's a really an a, an interesting achievement with how they did it um but you know i, I think a lot of work obviously went into that movie and doing something different you know, as far as sequels go, I, I kind of hate to see them sequelize it, though. Now, do you think, like, do you think V for Vendetta is is more geared towards like a fourteen year old kid who doesn't really have a political view, doesn't really have a lot of education in terms of that kind of stuff? Because it might be like really transcendent for them. You know, it's like a Cliff Notes. Maybe a kid, maybe. I, I mean, some someone any older than that, though, because of the Bush type government is so obvious in that movie and like so over the top. And that it doesn't really resemble exactly the Bush. I mean, the Bush administration is not that bad yet. Right. So because we don't have someone that that oppressively evil to rebel against, I I don't think it's. You gonna, think you're saying it's not, they're not putting people in concentration camps, things like that? <laughs> it's not that bad. Not that bad yet. Well, still, yeah, they're pretty bad. We, yeah. we we have a couple more years to go. Yeah. But because that government is not. Our government is not that bad yet. I don't. I would hope people don't immediately say, "Okay, well, that's exactly the." I mean, allegorically speaking, that's the Bush administration, but not not really. Speaking of concentration camps, I could not get my eyes off of the camp in Summer Storm. I don't think I, you know. Do people know what you're talking about? The Summer Storm is a gay movie about kids. <laughs> Wait, a gay movie? You know, the thing is, is you it, say gay. You say the gay. You you push the gay angle, but I think. I think there's a little uh, lady loving in the film. I think it's it's kind of like a cross it's, genre. That's not why that film is getting any attention. It's getting attention because of why? It's because it's it's the bumping of boys. Well, and Brokeback Mountain, didn't they have uh, they kind of swing both ways? Yeah, they do. But yeah, that's the same thing for Summer Storm. Except the kids. same thing for X three, right? Where the kids swing both ways, <laughs> they, they play for all teams. Yeah, they do. That's great. I, I Summer Storm might be the next big fanboy flick. Yeah. I mean, it might be the next Fight Club. Like, the Fight Club, but instead of people punching each other, <laughs> they're punching each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's very similar. <laughs> and they're lunching each In other. In the basements. That's right. Um, but I, you, I think what, it's great. You like, you like V for Vendetta, right, Nick? Yeah, and it's be funny, like, if two of the X-Men got together, like you were talking about, yeah. you'd get Scott Summers and S- S- Storm. Oh, well, yeah. Summer Storm. So, so about V for Vendetta, I thought it was fine. You like Slither or V for Vendetta more? Uh, Which one? Well, I liked Slither more. As far as like great you, movies go, well, I, I still like Slither more. What do you think is more political? Slither, for yeah, sure. Me too. All right, out of Summer Storm and V for Vendetta, which is more political? Um, I think they're both about the same because they use the same script. Oh, okay. Nice. No. James but, Purfoy, I believe, had a part in Summer Storm. 
He was a stunt cock, but then they replaced him. With James Pure Boy. <laughs> we'll, we'll wrap it up with that and move on to our next segment. Jesus. <laughs> Welcome to the latest segment, for fuck's sake. Steve Murphy has uh, gone through the video shelves to grab a handful of DVDs, which we're going to discuss. Now, I'm going to warn you, there's been no preparation made. This is purely spontaneous. Steve, what's the first title? All right, disc number one. I figured what better way to start off this segment is with than with a rock opera. So I went and got Testament. <laughs> Testament uh, stars Jane Alexander and is about a nuclear war fucking a family up. Royal. I think Lucas Haas is in it. Um, you're right. Jane Alexander. William Devane. Yep. That's uh, Lucas Haas. Is in it. Always looking at himself in the mirror. <laughs> this is a Lucas Haas joke, right? <laughs> wow. Roxana Zal. I haven't heard of this film. It's a it's a movie I saw when I was a kid, and it was uh, it was just like a really harrowing story about a family uh, who deal with the radiation sickness and slowly die off. They all die. I don't remember if they all die. It, it might it might have an uplifting ending. I doubt it. I think the radiation goes away. That that's how it ends. Is it a good film? It, it was then. I haven't watched this DVD. I just remember when I was a kid in the eighties. It was on HBO all the time because I guess HBO had a feeling that we were going to get nuked. This was during the, the, the Cool War. Yeah. and you, uh, you didn't mention any of the good people. Who, who else is in that film? Mako. <laughs> Kevin Costner. I shit you not. Yeah. Rebecca a, De Mornay. Really? It says here on the box. It says on the box, but it doesn't say in the cast list. I, I, guess think, it says, I think it says that they purchased this movie at a blockbuster sometime yeah, in the This 80s. was done... I, I, I have no doubt. I think I think this thing was... I don't know if it was direct to cable or what, but it was not what you would call a major release. It's and scored it, by James Horner. Yeah. Well, There's all sorts of quality. Guess going. what? On the set of this film, Rebecca De Mornay was also scored by James oh, yeah. Horner. Nice. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Directed, by, directed by Lynn Littman. I think this came out right after the day after. I mean, like, because that was a big deal back in like the Like, right after? Like, you're talking about the day after the... See. Right. The right. What, what if it came out the same day as the day after? Would it too then be the day after colon testament? I don't want yes. to talk. It came out nine nineteen nine eighty three. Um, special features include English subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> not, not a loaded, not a loaded DVD, Nick. Um, it's it's a fact track though. It's well, not real subtitles. It's, well, it's nothing I mean, but wacky here's the trivia. Thing. Steve chose this DVD first of all to crack a horrible joke about Testament the band. <laughs> That's why he did it. But also, but. I think it's kind of an important little movie for me. And uh, there hasn't really been a lot of nuclear war movies. I mean, there's been not movies, lately. There's been a lot of movies that take place in a post-apocalyptic future. The Postman, like Mad Max. Or The Passion of the Christ. The Postman. <laughs> Ultraviolet. <laughs> Great. Let me read you what the movie's about. Uh, they have the little blurb here. They, there, are, there are errands to run, laundry to sort, piano lessons to tackle, nuclear warheads to tackle. No. I wish. 
it kind of the real shit starts after but they do have the bit you know about what? piano lessons do you remember the piano did lessons you, did scene? you guys see that movie atomic fisherman no because there are nuclear warheads as tackle in that nice there must have been some big fish to swallow this what, shit. What, read the back of the box. Wait. I did, okay. So I'll read again. <laughs> Are you reading from the post? Uh, there are a run, laundry sort, piano lessons to tackle, but an ordinary day like any other ends abruptly with a startling TV news bulletin followed moments later by a blinding flash. That's always upsetting, you know. Uh, with her husband away and her three frightened children gathered around her, Carol Weatherly must face the unthinkable, the devastating aftermath of Laundry Day. Wait. Of, when, of nuclear attack. You know wouldn't what? The, wouldn't the unthinkable be Mako? <laughs> the Mako's in it. When people think of spoken word and warm, comforting readers, <laughs> they think of Justin Waddell. <laughs> I did a good job, I thought. Um, with, her hus- with her husband away, she, he's gone. And then there's a picture of the, the well, I like there's a, uh, a, a gathered, like a family gathered around a TV and the TVs, the t- across the TV screen, it says the word alert. You know what's funny? On the, alert, ba- on the back fucked. of the DVD for Ray, it says Ray has to take a shower and anyone in the vicinity was treated to a blind flash. <laughs> <laughs> what's the next movie, Mr. Murphy? I don't think we're done talking about that. We are fucking done. The next film is... I can't wait. It's going to be great. The... Holy shite. The Peter Antone... Anyway, it's Hard Cash. Starring Val Kilmer. Christian Slater. We haven't really talked about this much on on here. Would you like me to read the synopsis? No, we'll let someone who... We need the fine reading voice of Justin Waddell. (laughs) Hard Cash. Justin, please tell us what the back of Hard Cash tells us. You want me to read it, really? Read the shit out of that shit. Okay. Shit. Carol Weatherly and her family. <laughs> Mako. Um, well, the tagline... Starts off, Kurt Russell has an erection. <laughs> the, ta- <laughs> the tagline... To, <laughs> to, <laughs> and this is kind of a... Two of the world's best criminal minds are on opposite sides of the law. I mean, you really want me to read this? Thomas pulled off the perfect crime, he and his team of master thieves. And then there's a bazillion, the master thieves, Buki Woodbine, <laughs> uh, uh, Vern Troyer, and Balthasar Getty. <laughs> Bukim straight jack and Woodbine. That's like if you shat out master thieves, that's what you'd get. Okay, so he and his team of master thieves got away with millions the problem is it's all fbi marked money that dirty agent mark cornell was trying to launder for himself the problem is it was danny boyle's millions wow so we're just saying is we're dealing with two straight movies having to do with laundry Mm -hmm. testament and hard cash they daryl hannah's in this as well i don't remember her because we did watch this one night she was the little bald midget no. <laughs> you remember that road at the beginning of the movie that they were on? I, I don't believe that. Is she really in this movie? This is a movie that, I mean, they, Christian Slater, Val Kilmer, Daryl Hannah, Balthazar Getty. I mean, come on. Uh, I mean, Vern Troyer, William Forsyth in this. Wow. Hard Cash is a That's film, a shit. Is a a film that uh, shit. everyone must see. It's a, It's horrific. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Um, but they, I think it kind of was one of those movies that was so bad they couldn't release it, and finally TNT released it as like a TNT movie. You know what, what other movie was horrific? Pretty Woman. <laughs> here's here's the problem though. There's three floating heads on the cover. Yeah, but okay. only two of them get names. Bukim, Straight Jack, and, and Zardoz is is denied. When you got like. Bakeem Woodbine on your phone that guarantees it's gonna it's, it's fucked but he's on the cover hard, has, has he ever left. has he ever been in a movie that's been like shown first in theaters yes and please name it the big hit the, correct he was in the big hit he was straight, straight jack, jack and, and Woodbine hmm what else you know what's funny <laughs> well Bakeem Woodbine for one <laughs> his career trajectory Wait, he was is pretty sniper good sniper Two, three, I don't know. Four, one of them. Yeah, he's he, not in one. He took over the Billy Zane part. Holy shit! He was in Sniper, undetermined number. Okay. Colon, generic subtitle. That one. <laughs> Holy shit! If that guy sneaks up on you, be careful because Bakim Wood behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow! But so Hard Cash is is a movie that everyone needs to see. It's a it's a pile of fuck shit, but it's good. it's kind of like it's funny. It's like to see to to run it is to see how bad Val Kilmer's career got before he kind of had his career before he resurrected it with Hard Cash. All right, let me ask you because I <laughs> there, there's actually four beings on this cover. There, there's Val Kilmer, Christian Slater, Bakeem Woodbine, and a giant fireball behind them. Does, does the fireball make an appearance in I the think, movie? <laughs> I think it does. And here's the thing. There's one thing. You can thank Hard Cash for Mindhunters, because that's where Christian Slater and Val Kilmer first struck up a camaraderie. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, should should anyone thank anyone for that? I mean, Mindhunters is fucking like, brilliant compared to Hard Cash. The great thing is that Mindhunters doesn't have an excuse. Hard Cash does. I mean, Hard Cash is a, is better than The thing is, can Christian, Christian Slater, his career... Now, Val Kilmer's career is kind of... They, they gave it a little afterlife. Christian Slater's career is just... It's it's fucked away, isn't it? I mean, it's gone. But is you he, know what they... I mean, he's not in it. He's, he's really just fucked. Like, he's... There's nothing that he's in, right? I mean, he's not even, like, in you both. He was in... Uh, Alone in the Dark. Yeah, but even... He wasn't even in the follow-up. Like, you both follow-up. No. He wasn't asked back, you know? I, <laughs> He is he is completely he, he fucked. He did ask to be in Blood Rain. Yeah, but he's just. I mean, he's. I mean, he's done, right? I mean, he's gonna be. He's gonna I, be getting a career, like a job, like in a cubicle somewhere. I don't ever think anybody's completely done because as long as there's a uh, a Tarantino or a Shane Black who'll make like an indie movie with some sharp writing, they can resurrect the career. I mean, you know, uh, Kilmer was done. I thought. I don't before, think so. Uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang came out actually kilmer came back in spartan yeah Wh- which i love but it was like nobody yeah but everybody well no one's all kiss kiss either spartan at least liked kilmer yeah huh. and, and kilmer he kilmer has some acting chops whereas i think slater's kind of that the one trick pony um he always plays the same kind of like jack I, nicholson like how, how did you arrive at that conclusion i don't get it what that slater is a one trick pony i where are you getting that from and speaking Have of you seen his films Yes. There you go. That's where I got it from. <laughs> Speaking of, you know, it's funny. It's like uh, in my daughter's room, We at the end of the day when I tuck her in, we turn on the Jack Nicholson light. <laughs> Steve, what's the next film? Next up, 
Megalodon. Okay. <laughs> 60 Feet of Prehistoric Terror. Starring <laughs> my Al Sapienza. My, my bowel movement. <laughs> <laughs> Robin Sachs, Leanne Luttrell, and Al Sapienza. <laughs> That's that's the name below the title. These all sound like made up porn names. These all sound like people in this in this room. Al Sapienza. Was <laughs> Le- it Leanne Sachs? Uh, Leanne Luttrell. But you don't Rob- know. They Rob- might have gotten married. Robin Sachs and Leanne Luttrell. I, yeah, I think the these are fake names. PG thirteen. I don't. I don't believe this is a legitimate movie. And they have a cast list, and then at the the in the they have the and you know they always have an and at the end of right. the Christmas and. Jennifer Summerfield as Maz. Oh well, it, that's a selling point. Mm-hmm. When when you're trying to get this movie sold to all the foreign distributors, you directed want to, directed you want by to put two a big people. Name up there, directed by Pat Corbett and Gary J. Tunacliff. Tunacliff, I guess. So, Nick, I know you own this movie probably because you um, are going to be making. Uh, you know, your your uh, foray into Hollywood movie making with a, a shark picture. That's probably why you have this. Have you seen it? I have seen Megalodon. Okay. Because if... I mean... You did a little research. Because if you're going to rip someone off, rip the best off. <laughs> right. Basically, so, what we're going to do is a shot-for-shot shot remake of that film. Okay. No, it, it's... Megalodon is... Uh, it's a fun... It's 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 funny. It's, it's, it's got some... Uh, it's the kind of movie that even if it wasn't called Megalodon, I would have got because it's one of those great bad horror flicks. It's a, it's a horror flick. Uh, chap- <laughs> chapter 11, the chapter title, <laughs> Starting to Enjoy It. <laughs> do, you remember, do, do you remember that scene in the film, Nick? Yes, yes. That's... <laughs> <laughs> that is... Th- there's a scene, like one of the big... <laughs> What? set pieces in the film <laughs> is the shark fucks this girl for about three hours. <laughs> this is the two hour mark. <laughs> they have a uh, chapter four is called Shea Colossus and Colossus is spelled wrong. What the fuck man? Like the chapter is like can't control it. You'll be all right. That's the chapter. Where's the shark chapter titles? You know, actually that's something that that's a, like a lost art form chapter titled names. I don't know. Michael, what disc do you have in your hand? I, I have hard cash here. See what the chapter titles are. We got some great chapters. They chap- have those in the back. Of course they do. Chapter twenty three. My name is Jose. Yes, that's very descriptive. Mm-hmm. Chapter. I'm going to shout out a chapter. I'm going to shout out a random sh- chapter title. I want you to tell me what the. What film uh, from? Okay, no, no. D- tell me what the title is. Okay. Uh, you have chap- to, yeah, number. Go ahead. Twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Oh, here it goes. My name is Jose. Okay, how about uh, 15? Face to face. Actually, Wait a no, minute. here's a good game we could play. Let's come up with chapter titles, and the other guys have to guess what movie it's from. Okay. For example, if if I were to say chapter stop... Uh, uh, <laughs> insert coin, Mr. Rossi. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> the cues. As Steve Steve shouts across the room. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's a great game. All right, here's All one. Right. Here's Ch- one for me. Here's one for me. Okay. Chapter stop. St- starting to enjoy it. <laughs> also from the accused. And summer storm. <laughs> uh, 
Ch- chapter three, my face is leaving. Thank you, Mr. Fire Extinguisher. <laughs> that would be either on Golden Pond <laughs> or Irreversible. <laughs> or, or Ice Age, The Meltdown. Um, how about... Uh, how about this one? Chapter stop. Starting to enjoy it. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna guess uh, Schindler's List. <laughs> Jesus. No. I just wanted to go ahead and hit the bottom right quick. Waste no more time. I want to I want to drop a quote from Schindler's List on you guys. Okay, let's hear it. Stop it. Cowabunga. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that from a is review? That the director Scott. <laughs> you don't. Remember I think that I scene? remember that. <laughs> <laughs> it's what, It's the part where Oscar Schindler and Peter Fonda surf through Auschwitz. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> and one of them jumps on the CGI car, right? I remember that. I remember that scene. Man, wow. Carpenter, he tried, didn't he? Carpenter, he really tried with that film. No. Yeah. I, I don't think there he was did. He effort. did. You have to, you have to he try. He tried to what? Get his name off of the film? No. <laughs> Are you defending Escape from LA? No, I can't. But I, I mean, I love Carpenter. He tried. I love Carpenter, too, but come on. He, he, he would stop you from defending that film. Man, where is that guy? Did I know he did that up with vampires. Yet? I know he did that cigarette, uh, the 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 master horrors uh, thing. But you think the guy would be able to make a film like a movie? Where is it? John Carpenter is maybe he's in director jail. I mean, no, he doesn't. Make yeah, he money. might be. He might he doesn't be make money anymore. No, he might be. And uh, all the horror movies these days are these crappy PG thirteen. But he's 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 the producing business because he produced The Fog, which was horrific. But you know he, what? After a nice big dinner, I produced the fog. Was it horrific? Not like Pretty Woman. <laughs> but he, uh, you know, you're right. I mean, he, even the movies he produces, which the fog, the fog didn't do anything, did it? Didn't make it that I, much. I don't money. think he really produced the fog. He's just like an executive producer or something. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess because his name was because he directed the original. Thanks for that cutting edge movie trivia. <laughs> right. We wanted to get obscure with that one, so. <laughs> All right, let's move to a different subject. Um, movie swag. Yeah? Right. Let's say that we were in charge of the marketing department for films. Okay. What pieces of movie swag would you have created if given the chance? Like, for example, what, what film? Name a film. I mean, like, for I don't know, Thumb and Louise or anything. Society. I mean, just anything. I, mean, like, I would I would pass out promotional canyons for <laughs> Thelma and Louise. And get Christy involved? <laughs> now you're, now you're, you're talking. <laughs> promotional canyon. Like a keychain that's actually a canyon. No. A canyon. There's a keychain somewhere in it. <laughs> you find it. You find it, you get the canyon. Uh, okay. Okay, maybe maybe a, a hip hop album. Get some Susan Saran rap. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Just name a random film. 
Anything. I don't care. What you you certainly did with Thelma and Louise. I know. The, the, la- <laughs> the Last Starfighter. The Last Starfighter. They should... Well, if, if let's say if the Last Starfighter was being re-released, the first 50 people that go to the theater get a piece of Dan O'Hara Lee. <laughs> That's not really fair, though. Only 50 pieces of him? I think it's pretty easy, that one. That's an easy one. What? what, what Last Starfighter. Okay. What would you give? Chapstick. Like I said, let's uh, let's pick another film. <laughs> easy let's next. See. That's easy so far. All right, all right. Next, <laughs> the hand that rocks the cradle. Okay. Some items. Um, I would. I'd get. I'd have Dave Davis basically sign every piece of merchandise. <laughs> Dave Dave Davis being <laughs> John Malkovich. John Malkovich being seriously. What would hand that rocks the cradle gear? Well, I mean, I think it would be I cool. I think you should give away Ernie Hudson. Give away Ernie? Was he in it? Yes. He was? He was. What did he play? I think he was like the retarded gardener. Oh, yeah. That goes without saying. Yeah. No, that's the, the the that's the movie with Ray Fiennes. That's the movie with Ray Fiennes. Yeah, what's the, what's the, what's the promotional stuff for Constant Gardener? A little packet of seeds, you know? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A little packet of seeds. Yeah, no, that's what... <laughs> That's what came with Showgirls. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see that Yiddish movie, The Hand That Spins the Dreidel? Yes. Just checking. <laughs> Starring Val Kilmer and Christian Slater, I believe. No, don't forget Mako. Little Daryl Hannah. Mako wasn't in the movie. I'm just saying, don't forget Do you guys Mako. see Daryl, the Daryl Hannah that rocks the cradle? <laughs> <laughs> I'm again. Daryl Hannah back in the day. Nice. Looked like a man. <laughs> like I said, I'd, she looked like she'd be nice <laughs> to some people. I'd, she looked pretty, man. Jackson I'd, Brown certainly liked her. I got a like break, break from the pack here. I actually prefer her now as to back in the day. I really do. Yeah. So, how yeah. does it feel to be blind? <laughs> <laughs> I like Daryl Hannah, you know, but close-ups do not. I'm going to disagree. I I can only say that uh, I, I thought she looked great in in the Kill Bill. She movies. was she was good in those movies. I thought she looked she good looked fine. In those I don't know. It's like I think it was a close. It was a close. Uh, you know, I didn't know it was either between who looked better, her or Michael Madsen. I was wait. <laughs> Michael Madsen, by the way, you talked about Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks' hair. He, he, he kind of styled his hair after Michael Madsen and Kill Bill for uh, Da Vinci Code. Think, Maybe. You know what I'm saying? I think Tom ha- Hanks pretty much rips off Madsen in every film. Yeah, I agree. I, I think in his life he rips off yeah, Michael I mean, Madsen. Yeah, I mean, Castaway was pretty much based on Madsen's work in Troublebound. <laughs> You're fucking making that up. He was in a movie called Troublebound. Patricia Arquette. Oh. All right, so what, what kind of promotional swag would you do for um, uh, Carnosaur? Uh, chapstick. Everyone should get a, a free German tax break. For <laughs> <laughs> just just to make sure it's relevant. To no, because I think it's because you see here. Follow me on the chapstick thing okay. for Carnosaur. Okay. Uh, chapstick for when your lips are. Carnosaur. 
you know. I know. <laughs> so they so could people- call it Jer Chapstick Park. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, are we sure? Now we're saying this. Are we sure that they didn't actually give Chapstick out with Carnosaur to promote that? I don't think it was in their budget. Yeah. Okay. What about another film? Anybody have a film? The Air Up There. It's a basketball film with Kevin Bacon, right? Correct. And a native. And natives. Um, <laughs> so it's a basketball film. And, and it's starring Kevin Bacon, who's got like that food name. So I would I would give out Chapstick. <laughs> <laughs> Did uh, Kevin Bacon show his um his long penis in there up there? No, only only in the blooper reel. Is that long penis <laughs> one word? Yes. <laughs> He showed his long penis in if you what stayed film? after the credits. Wild things? Wild things. And what else? Footloose. That <laughs> foot long loose. <laughs> Footloose. <laughs> he showed it in something else too. He's he's tied with like Ewan McGregor for No, no, no one for, beats Ewan McGregor. I, except Ewan McGregor at night. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is he could be on vacation and still beat it. <laughs> he does like to put his penis up there for all to see. I'm talking about Daryl Hannah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you saying she has a transparent abdomen? <laughs> Can we do more chapstick jokes, please? <laughs> nah. What? Okay, Steve. Name a film for us. To, to, to. Just name a film out of your heart. The Remains of the Day. All right. Promotional items. Didn't they kind of do that Remains of the Day joke on um, uh, the action figures at the end of Guffman? Isn't that? Yeah, maybe. Was it Remains of the Day or was it something else? Remains of the Day. All right, how about this? What? Howard's End. <laughs> okay, Howard's End. Indentured Servitude. That should be the promotional item. It's a tough promotional item to gift wrap. Maybe a keychain would be a little easier. To, to gift wrap? <laughs> yeah. What indentured servitude? You go to the theater. You're. <laughs> what about like a? Great? What about like a That's cup a cozy? To, you know what? That's a good way to fuck with somebody to mall. You know those places around holiday time they'll gift wrap anything. Say, look, I'm gonna bring. Ma'am, can you please wrap some indentured servitude? <laughs> and what's she gonna say? She can't say no. It's her job. She'll say, "Could you put your finger right here?" Great. <laughs> So, uh, Micah would give away indentured servitude as a as promotional swag. I'd, I would give it away a little bit. Maybe I don't want to get carried away. Maybe some licorice? I would give <laughs> you know? little chunks of Opie's ass. Yeah? Remains of the happy day. Howard's end, if you know Gee. what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I, I got to it another way. I got to it another way. You see that? <laughs> Both like, roads lead to danger. It's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever. I got to it another it's way. Six degrees of Ron Howard's ass heart. Okay. Um, I don't know. That would be kind of a disconcert. I'd rather receive the indentured servitude, actually. Okay. Than the, than the ass what, you of You got something? Uh, Opie. No. Uh, uh, next movie. All right. Amistad. Okay. Um. I don't know if they really promoted that one uh, with I, fun no, no, gifts. No, no, I still, I still. Here, here's what you give away: us free. 
<laughs> you give us free. I don't know. Um, maybe like a little, like a condiment, a little bit of Digimon mustard. <laughs> what about like a, a snapshot of some nude tits? I think that'd be my favorite promotion for any movie. Or National Geographic, the movie? No, just like a snapshot of some some breaths. For Amistad? Yeah. Here's some tits. Please see this movie about slavery. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. It's about slavery? <laughs> I thought it was about finer moments in boating. <laughs> it's like... Hmm. Black Squall. thanks thanks for listening to these folks (laughs) we'll be wrapping up the podcast right about now well here's the last one then here's the last one birth of a nation (laughs) we're gonna talk about some upcoming films to kind of prepare you you know what i'm saying to prepare you to prepare you to talk about upcoming films we're gonna talk about some fucking films and we're gonna prepare you gentlemen and women for them. Just tap me when you want to talk. So, Micah, give us a give us a rundown of some uh, some upcoming flicks next week. Wow, this is a power pack lineup. We got Franklin Richards, the, <laughs> the Bench Warmers, fucking Bench Warmers. Yeah, starring a kid from Napoleon Dynamite, John Hader, Rob Schneider, and David Spade. Yeah, it looks like the worst thing ever. It doesn't look good. I, I like Spade. I, I like the kid from Napoleon Dynamite. It, all it is 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 the lowest common denominator jokes. Like, people getting hit in the balls and people slipping and falling. Yeah, you didn't see it. Yeah, and, and David, I think John Lovitz is in it, too. David Spade's so, hair is a joke, a running joke. It's basically an assembly of the worst, like, SNL alumni still living. And John Hader. Lovitz is not a bad SNL alumni, so neither is Spade. He's He's... he's Lovitz? Horrible. Lovitz is Oh, come good. on. No, Lovitz is... Cl- he's classic. What, he's just he's, never been able to... the critic? He's John Lovitz. The critic wasn't is, a bad is, uh, show. No, the critic is okay, but I'm like, what? What movies yeah, has he been good? He's in? never been. It, they've never turned him in anything. He was never good movies, ever, ever on anything. He was he's great in Saturday Night Live. I agree. I disagree. I don't think he was great. His skin and good. blood are useless. His what? His skin and blood. I, I, I disagree. What about his bone structure? He's got bad marrow. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think Spade's all right. So I, I like Spade and Tommy Boy. Yeah, yeah. Well, Spade hasn't been worth much in movies either, but he's got that show on Comedy Central now. It's kind of funny. Yeah, I, I'll give you that. Um, What's it called? It's a showbiz show. It's, it's called like, We're Redoing the Hollywood Minute Again. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Show. But he's funny on it. I mean, uh, you know, Schneider is actually the, probably the big, oh, the Napoleon Dynamite guy too, but Schneider and him, they've yeah, had success the, the in movies. The great thing is that that's going to die so fast. What? John Hader appreciation. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. But he's getting a lot of work because Napoleon Dynamite was huge. Yeah, he was in that Reese Witherspoon. Uh, yeah, crap. And he got he got kind of good notices for that. Be, yeah, but a lot of range. <laughs> I didn't say he had range. <laughs> he's developing some stuff with his twin brother. I've learned he's got a twin brother. There are two people with that mouth out there. <laughs> part part of <laughs> maybe there were twins like Schwarzenegger and Devito. Well, he's the Devito. Okay. Let's, uh, <laughs> but I, th- I think that movie's, uh, you notice I like him. You think about this, those, those movies though, you know, it's, it's from Sandler's production company. Uh, they make money, you know, they, like make they, money. they, they do well. So there's, there's reasons why they make the them. People that peddle children pornography wait, make money too. Wait, they make more probably, not, but not all of them that, cause didn't he do that crap grandma's boy? Yeah. That whatever. didn't do, that yeah. didn't do too well. Yeah. That, 
crash. But you know, it's one of the, that's the thing is that movie probably costs nothing and it'll come out on DVD and it'll it'll make it'll make a lot of money. You know, it'll probably make money for them. Mm, I don't know about that one. See, yeah, I would it'll like do to, fine. But there's like nobody in it. There wasn't even like a, a Saturday Night Live person. I think, a lot I think people, Sandler had a cameo. I think a lot of people were put off by it because they thought it was the comic book adaptation of Grandma Boy about the kid who turns into. <laughs> Yeah, I keep waiting for them to do a so true... So he's one of the Legion of Superheroes? No, he's no, he's like one of the Heralds of the Apocalypse. But that's kind of a big <laughs> that's kind of a big movie that's coming out. What else is coming out next weekend? Oh, we got Fat Girls. Okay. Which is uh which is we are the target audience. Which, which is, well, I am. You're not the target audience. Which, I could tell you about Fat Girls, but you wouldn't understand. Try. You wouldn't. Chud is a is is a uh, chromatic website. It it <laughs> <laughs> not unlike Tiamat yeah it's a it, drag. I know that the girl uh, one of the women from Domino's in that right but yeah that's all our Mo Monique and who else anybody no Mo Neek Mo dash Neek or Mo colon Mo hyphen interesting thing about that movie is uh, she put on weight for that her role in that she upsized for the fat girl right that is she correct she put on a little weight she, she's kind she's, of on the she's back bull down type to just regularly fat now yeah because the title, fucking fat bitch, was taken. Well, listen to this. Fat girls with a Z. Look at a segue into Take the Lead, z- starring Zorro. Zorro's Antonio Banderas. See, this, is, this fits firmly into the teacher inner city genre, only rather than using, uh, you know, uh, basketball or football, he uses interpretive dance to fight the games. I don't, I don't think he uses interpretive dance. It's interpretive ballroom dancing. I think it's like, yeah, it's like ballroom dancing. But it is interpretive. Hmm. I think it'd be great if uh, the all the if if they did a movie like that with Antonio Banderas, with the whole every line of dialogue he said, he just said he just says like this. That's all he says, like this. You know, like he, you know, he keeps showing the people to, how to do stuff. Right. No, no, no. Like this. You know. And then teaching them arithmetic. No, no, no. I like this. So when he gets gunned down, <laughs> when he gets gunned down in the end, and he does his death rattle, he's like, like this. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, like, like this. <laughs> <laughs> then it would be called Take the Lead. See, I've been waiting to do that joke for as and, and you don't have to change the spelling. How no, great. you don't. Unless you want to be like fat girls and be kind of cool, get rid of A, add like eight Ds. No, it'd be take, take the lead. Take take Dalid. Take Dalid. <laughs> I, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do the twisty turn like these. Like these, Simon. Like these, keep, you know. Keep at it. That's, um, that's then a good after, band after that, lucky number eleven, which actually Nick saw already, right? Yes. And what do you think? It was excellent. It's a very it, good. Is movie. it really an excellent film? It's 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 great, but it's not. It's nowhere near as smart as it thinks it is. Okay. Because but, it's it, it has like a usual suspects wannabe vibe at some points. Yeah. And it doesn't work, but Josh Hartnett's great. Lucy Liu is as cute and great as she's ever been. I, lo- I love her, man. Yeah, she, she's, right. This she's, is her most, one of her most, like, resoundingly, like, uh, I mean, it's, just, it's, it's, she's both cute and actually kind of her personality drives it. Whereas and, in the past, it was built around this or that, you know. Like these? 
Quick question. After, but she, but she, that's what X said to Sever. Eh? My, my question was like this. Question mark. Oh. No, I have another question. Bring it. Okay. After Thunderbirds, A Sound of Thunder and Blood Rain, how did they convince Ben Kingsley to do a, a good film? He is in that, right? Yeah. How was he in that? They, they lured him. And Bruce Willis. the woods. Was, was there ham and a string? <laughs> in a no. It's got a good cast. Actually, Kingsley and Morgan Freeman play like these two opposing gang lords yeah. who live in like two um, high-rise apartment buildings like across from each other. Yeah. Let, let me guess. Antonio Banderas uses interpretive ballroom dancing to defuse the gang tension. Actually, no. Damn. Um, but it, Bruce Willis is in it. Uh, it's got a pretty good cast. Who directed it? The first time? No, it's the guy that did uh, Gangster Number 1. Paul, oh, boy, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of that movie. Really? It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. Paul Bettany? Paul McGeegan. And who? Paul McGeegan. Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. Paul Bettany. Paul McGeegan directed, but it's your number one. I'm really... I've never seen it. It's it's well directed. So this guy, and and is this like opening wide? It seems like a small movie. They're they're opening it pretty wide because of the Bruce Willis and all that. And it's got... I mean, there's there's some good stuff in there. I mean, it's it's a fun movie and it's got... It's really kind of odd, but Hartnett surprises the hell out of me. In that movie, let me let me ask really you another good. question. Does he sneak up on you, or let me ask you another question? Is is Fat Girls opening wide? Because <laughs> is that is that as well? There's actually more than one meaning to that. I just didn't know. Speaking That's not promotional ponder. swag, which we spoke about earlier. Yeah. In uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yeah. Mola Ram autographed heart nets. <laughs> <laughs> that little fisherman. Wow. Okay, the the next week, April uh, 14th. That's the, this is a bigger weekend, I think, than the... This is a huge weekend, because we have Scary Movie 4. It's, uh, you, you say Return, that... Return of the Birko. But you say you say that it's like, kind of like you're joking, but that movie will be big. I mean, those uh, movies are always really big. They, they open so... That's why they keep making them. But here's the thing, though. Like, Date Movie came out, and while it did well, I think like the, the principle of diminishing returns is beginning what, to set in. Did Date Movie do well? Yeah, it, 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 made, it made like more... More date? than its budget. People saw a date movie. Yeah, I never even thought it did anything. It cost like twenty. I think okay, it made wait, like okay. forty. Okay, I, saw, I was thinking of something else. I was talking right. about that biopic of Sala. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> Too many Indiana Jones jokes. Um, <laughs> scary, but scary. The last scary movie was huge. It was a huge movie. It it was. Yeah, and so this one will do. I mean, and I'm excited about it just Actually, because scary it's movie got beer. It was fun. It. it was. Fun. Yeah, it was it, funny. It, it was. It was much better than two. Yeah, I agree. It's um, not hard to do. This one's got Bierko. Correct, Bierko, and it's got what's her face the returning? Anna Ferris. Who's got Doctor Phil? Cute. Yeah, but he's only in like the opening, whatever. Oh, okay. It's got it's Shaq. Like stupid. Yeah, Shaq's in it again. Only opening. Okay, Andre three thousand from Outcast is in Scary Movie four. Is he really? Yeah. I apparently uh, there's a rapper. Guy, has that guy ever been seen in the same room as Andre Benjamin? <laughs> I don't Sim- Simon so. Rex returns as well, and Charlie Sheen. Wait, you know what the word? Here's here's why I can't I can't get behind Scary Movie Four. Simon Cowell is in it, isn't he? I saw a trailer. No, he was in three. Oh, he was in three. Yeah, that that was the pop culture joke in three. They had like the eight mile parody, and he uh, criticizes okay. Simon Rex rapping, and then he gets. Oh wait, Simon back. Rex is back. His character? I have no idea. Yeah. What what's up with um? Did you get, did you hear that they offered uh? Simon wrecks a drink on the set of that movie, and they're like, "Simon, you, coffee or t- 
T-Rex. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Wait, what is that? Brilliant. <laughs> For that joke to work, shouldn't he be the one making that offer? So then his name would be Simon Coffee or T-Rex, as if that were his nickname. I I was just trying to get to the T-Rex. I probably fucked it up. I mean, You're right. Yeah. It, Here's what's funny. He fucked his mom. Who? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. What? I'm... I'm trying to help you here. Oedipus Rex. Oh, I didn't get it. Damn it. I'm going to lower the volume he used to, on that. Time, Simon Rex was in a little trouble because he masturbated. Remember back in the day, he masturbated on video, and then he tried to have a career. Remember that? That's kind of like his... Are you serious? Yeah, that's that's why I had trouble kind of getting getting parts is mm-hmm. because he, he slammed his hand into his part on video a lot, ejaculated... And then try to get on an MTV show, yeah, which, which happened. And is that is that why the video did not fit into the machine as well? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's 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 certainly castable in these scary movies. Movies, I mean, I, well, scary you know movie what? movies. If that's his biggest offense, then it shouldn't really be a big deal. It's not, but oh, uh, it's not his biggest offense. What no, but it's not done? a big deal. I mean, it well, is a big deal in Hollywood. You know, well, just no, like no, no, we've proven that Ewan McGregor is a big deal. In oh yeah. So what else is coming out there, Micah? All right, we have. Uh, the Wild, which is the latest CGI redoing of whatever animated. the other previous 19 animated. CGI DreamWorks? animal. Is that a DreamWorks one? Who's in it? Uh, Disney, actually. Who's doing the voices? James, according to Jim Belushi. Yeah. Because that's how he needs to be known. Eddie Izzard. Eddie Izzard. I think uh, Steve Carell's in this one, too. And they got, what, I, what I'm excited about is they finally got James Belushi and Eddie Izzard in a film together. That's that's my dream. Come true. Did you not see K nine? <laughs> Eddie Izzard was a thug number three. Did, he was. Did you miss that? No, he was. Not, he was K nine. <laughs> okay. What did he do? The motion capture. What are you doing, Steve? Grabbing ventriloquists or grabbing dolls. Uh, what, what else comes out that week? Uh, a couple of limited ones. Uh, Hard candy. The uh, pedophile. Looks interesting. It looks interesting, though. It's it's a pedophile comedy, and um, kind of. It's a pedophile comedy. No, I I wish it was. It's like one of those films that this guy and this teenage girl meet over the internet, and the guy takes her back to his place, and then the I think the girl starts the, turning into the turns, fucking weirdo. Yeah, yeah she turns the tables the, on the, the the molestee is the evil force. But the girl, the girl in that film was in. She's Kitty Pride in X Men Three. Right. A little trivia for it, and she was also in a the the Canadian TV show called Trailer Park Boys, which is a is a great TV show if no one's ever seen it. Very funny. Yeah, of course, because you've watched it. What do you mean? Well, yeah, no, it's all, but it is a funny show. Really? Uh huh. And then the, the notorious Betty Page comes out with uh, one Gretchen Mall. That's right. She is a uh... which was my address in high school. <laughs> she is doing double time to make up for the <laughs> for the uh, Vanity Fair. Uh, it, Implosion that kickstarted her career. Well, Gre- Gretchen Mall's so bad in Rounders, but I think she's become kind of a better actress since then. Those I, days, I definitely agree. I heard yeah. that she's dating. Um, is she? Is she dating? She's dating like uh, I think she's dating Ice Cube. Is that right? So I heard she was a gangster's mall. <laughs> if you Nick, if you have the real scoop on who she's dating, I'd like to hear it. I don't want this bullshit. <laughs> I'd like to hear who's single. So if you are shopping mall, Nick, Un- <laughs> stop teasing me. Who's she dating? I- she's dating 
Hayden Christensen. She's Darth Maul. <laughs> God damn you, fuck. <laughs> Why don't you ever really tell me who she's dating? <laughs> All right, she's dating Fievel. <laughs> she's a mall rat. <laughs> Wonder why Fievel looks so happy lately. Fucking, fucking Fievel. Ain't it cool? May get the big scoops. <laughs> but you know what? Come to if you're dating, you're dating rumors. She's supposed to be excellent in that movie, by the way, in Tori's Bay Page. I never thought she would kind of... It's kind of I thought she would be kind of the, a, a weird choice for that role. But when you watch the trailer, she looks she looks great. Yeah, yeah she does. Um, not, the, not a movie I want to see, but isn't it directed by the woman who directed American, American Psycho? Psycho? Yeah, yeah. Mary yeah. Aaron. Um, I'm interested in it. <sighs> yeah. It's probably the best per, 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 you know portrait of a pinup since Doug Bradley. Um, if you want to... <laughs> Yo, <laughs> <laughs> his nose ever. Who's uh, who's Pinhead dating these days? By the way, <laughs> seriously, Nick, don't fucking joke. Sarah Cushing. <laughs> Peter so Cushing. Uh, <laughs> That's better. I'm starting to fear for my life based on Steve's Steve, indiscretion. During this conversation, Steve has had Hugo, the man of a thousand faces. Over Micah's shoulder. The doll. The, he, Nick has a little eBay doll. Did you ever talk about your he little keep, eBay doll? He keeps no. changing his disguise, too. That's the. I've seen like eight of the thousand faces already. The best is it says, because it comes with all these parts, you can glue little pieces to his face. It says, Man of a Thousand Faces, asterisk, six faces. <laughs> <laughs> See, the, the story is Dave Davis and I were having a, a long conversation one night. Dave Davis being he's the editor of Chud.com Chud.com being the place where Dave Davis edits edits being <sighs> humans being he's that retarded kid from Dreamcatcher <laughs> oh that's Duddits oh Jesus um, so we were talking about like kid toys from our childhood and Dave's big one was Hugo the man of a thousand faces now Dave's older than most so a lot of people wouldn't re- remember this. Most carbon-based life forms. It's a it's it's a torso and of a, of a little man, a little bald guy who comes with a bunch of stuff you could. He looks onto. like picture a uh, Lobot from. Uh, does he look like Lobot? It's from... like it's like Mr. Potato Head for adults. Yeah, but he looks like Lobot. Problems. Looks like Lobot from Empire Strikes Back. Um, <laughs> Jesus, Steve has put the we, fangs we on him. Saw face number seven. Oh, the headband though. The headband yeah. is. <laughs> It, that looks like a Rambo reference, actually. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you. Uh, that's that's <clears throat> terrific. What what opens the following week? I think it's a good one. All right. This is when uh, the season officially kickstarts with uh, Mission Impossible Three. Actually, Vice Squad was when season Hubbly first kicked. <laughs> Mission Impossible Three. What's open? What what dare open against that movie, Micah? Well, let's see. We got Summer Storm. <laughs> <laughs> that's opening in a different way. Actually. Also featuring Tom. <laughs> okay, we've got uh, Hoot, 
the uh, Luke Wilson Owl yeah, Magnum okay. Opus. Okay. Wait a minute. There's mm. a movie with Luke Wilson and owls. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I don't. That that's it. No one else has the courage. An American Haunting. Owl. Well, it's like it, a horror film. Yeah. Um. You know what movie I want to see that's that's kind of limit limited right now is Brick. That's coming out. I'd, I'd like to see that. I've heard that. about that. The Joseph Gordon Levitt. Levitt. Steve has uh, dressed the doll to to resemble Hitler with actually with uh, David Cassidy hair. So it doesn't necessarily look like Hitler. It looks like David Cassidy with like, a Hitler it looks mustache. Like Pete Hitler. Um, but I'm exci- I'm kind of excited to see Speaking to see Brick. Of, did you enjoy when the Hardy Boys extinguished a race? When was that? <laughs> <laughs> like this <laughs> no wait like this okay let's talk quickly about Mission Impossible 3 All right. very quickly what do you think about it <laughs> I'm excited as shit about it and the trailer's great the trailer looks really good uh, question why is Lawrence Fishburne is he doing the Anthony Hopkins I'm I'm here to pick up a paycheck for one scene role in this one or? I thought he was just reprising his triple X role <laughs> yeah, Lawrence Fishburne <laughs> uh, folks just so you know black people do not look all alike to Nick Nunziata that's right it was Sam Jackson wasn't it <laughs> holy shit right you know, idea wrong black I love dirt. Lawrence Fishburne in Boat Trip <laughs> <laughs> no he was this to be fair work. he was good in that um, Morgan Freeman into Sir with Love, fantastic. <laughs> I I really like Delroy Lindo in The Brothers. I hate I hated him I hated him in when I grilled salmon incorrectly. <laughs> I don't get it, Jackson. <laughs> um. No, I think the the trailer's good and the cast is come on. The cast is great. You got a little uh well you got first and foremost Mr. Tom Cruise, nice. Uh, no, first and foremost Philip Seymour. Hall. But you got Michelle Monaghan, is that you say her name? Very nice. She's very, very pretty. Carrie Russell, Carrie Felicity's Carrie Horrible. Russell. Kind of excellent. useless. Excellent. Useless. Who else is in it? Philip Seymour Hoffman. Ving Rames, I'm Ving sure. Rames. I, I believe Philip Seymour Hoffman. Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg from... Ving Rhames reprising his role from Triple X. <laughs> <laughs> but si- Simon Pegg's in it. That's right. Um, last scene uh, as a lead in Constant Gardener. And, and you said that Simon Pegg was what almost kept him from good film jobs. <laughs> Simon pegged himself on video. Let's <clears throat> <laughs> see, Yeah. <laughs> Um, in it? Some Ooh. other black guy. Okay. No, click, click. Oh, first one, obviously. Click on the cast list there, Micah, on the old IMDb. All right. See, because and there's more people. They they packed it. They packed it with talent. J.J. Abrams' friend. What's that guy's name? Oh, he's a Greg Grunberg. Yeah, Greg Grunberg's on it. Okay. As as probably killed. <laughs> Micah having trouble clicking on a link. Yeah. By the way, this is not the friendliest trackball. Whatever. Whoa. Tell it to Simon Rex. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the scroll bar, Micah. I'm trying. You know, you know, I heard that Shadow Stevens had a tracks ball. Oh. <sighs> Billy Crudup. Oh, I yeah. Him. I love him. He's the boss, isn't is, he? Is he a bad guy? No, he's the boss. He's the guy who delves out missions. 
Crowder? Well, then what what does Lawrence Fishburne have to do? I don't know. Jonathan Rhys Myers? Rhys Myers? Oh, yeah. He, he is They're part this. of the Impossible Missions Force. Sure. Myers is. Who else? Anybody Sa- else? Sally L. Pick. You know what's funny is... Um, I just want to keep the big names coming. You know what? Um, Carla Gallo, is she the girl from Freaks, uh, from Undeclared? Mm-hmm. Did you guys ever see Billy Kwame Rakes Zero Gravity? Why I did not see in go. You didn't see Billy in Zero Gravity? No. Crud up. Jesus. <laughs> Here's the best thing. There's a guy named Jose Zuniga in this. He plays the role of Agent Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else is an exotic European Asian villain or whatever. An Agent Pete. Oh wait, no. Let's put let's put some people in this film. I don't think they have enough. No, who else is in this? Let's just make some people up that's in this film. Um, Jonathan Brandis. Yeah, you had to be. You had to start mean, didn't It'd you? Be an impossible mission. Vic Morrow. <laughs> Don Knotts. Bokeem Woodbine. Do you think he auditioned? Bokeem Straight Jack and Woodbine. John Play, Eric Hexum plays the role of black guy number three. No, that's Ving Rhames, Samuel Jackson, and Lawrence Fishburne. Okay, number four. <laughs> I, I I don't. What about you? Know who's in it? That I always like his work. Bobo behind the Brits. Very good. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I just always wait for his films. Bobo behind the Brits. <laughs> Very good. Very good actor. Here, well, I don't understand why people hate. I mean, they they hate any movie Tom Cruise is in because Tom Cruise is in it. Well, then they must not like Tom Cruise, then. Well, that's obvious. Most, yeah. More people hate Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is a little hard to like lately because he's such a kind of an ass in, 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 in well, real life, but he his movies are pretty good. It's not even the off-screen. It's not a bad, act, bad, not a bad actor. I think the, I think what people like or do, dislike about him, which I think is legitimate, is that he tends to make movies he's in, whether it serves the movie or not, all about his character. Like The Last Samurai. Like, realistically... Do you think he had that much control? I mean, that's that's... <clears throat> You have, uh, oh yeah, he's got a lot of control. Yeah, I. That's what's his name. Logan wrote that. He's like. Uh, yeah, but even still, it, it, there's no way his character should have been that much of the focal point of the movie. Or Mission oh, Impossible I mean, uh, Two, where they totally do. Well, he, well really, one and two. He's a star. Of the impossible. right, but but the whole point of the Mission Impossible franchise idea, or whatever, is that there is a team. Granted, there is a leader or whatever, but don't kill the team in the first like eight milliseconds that, no, that of the movie. The, that was the conceit of that film, but. I don't know. I, I, I mean, he, in the interview with the vampire, he obviously wasn't the focal point. He's great in that. Magnolia, he wasn't the focal point. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's. I mean, he, he's great in that too. Yeah, he was. But I mean, so I think I think it's kind of like, um, I think it's kind of just you know, uh, I think it's his off-screen shit is what it is, and, and you have to admit, and that's that's hard to. Uh, I mean, it's annoying. It's annoying as hell, but once the, yeah. the credits go, I mean, I can yeah, he's great in movies, but he, you know, like I said, I think you're going to see less of him in the. Public eye because last year was such a fiasco for him. Wow, it's such a Joe Pesci wanted his character to be full. But uh, the public eye yeah. joke. Oh my lord! Mm. I, I like it. Should end it with a public eye joke. We should just end it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and by it we mean our lives. Yeah. This will be heavily edited. See ya. Thanks. Bye.